This is the World Industrial News for Tuesday, March 29th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part six of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. Absolutely. And thank you, Lisa. Well said about COP26 and the significance. And, and I completely agree when it comes to corporates, um, we are adopting science-based targets, which is you can think about it as like the gold standard out there, which is most aggressive and pushing companies to limit their emissions um, in alignment with 1.5 degrees Celsius, which means that we don't want to hit that threshold. Otherwise, there will be devastating effects um, impacting economies and countries. So sort of that's the gold standard that Aviva has adopted. And when we are submitting, we are being very specific about what strategies we are going to take to reduce our scope one, two and three direct and indirect emissions. We are not saying we'll only do things at our offices, but we are saying we are going to look at our value chain, how we do business with suppliers, how we think about business travel, which in the pre-COVID world, as you know, is sort of one of the biggest sources of emissions. We are also going above and beyond where we are looking at the impacts of our software when our customers are using our softwares, how energy intensive they are and what steps can be taken to to sort of measure and reduce them. So there are, from a business perspective, I think it's really critical to think about the full value chain scope and not just think about what I can do at an operational level. So you're kind of saying that having conversations with these people in your value chain, your partners, your customers, getting them all sort of on board working towards a single goal can have maybe you would call it like a force multiplier effect. Yeah, absolutely. And when we look at the in, in ways as to how we are going to reduce emissions, let's say from our procured goods and services, where we have thousands of suppliers um, that we work with. That's where we are really engaging with external groups, even our peers and competitors, both at local and national levels, because in a way, most corporates, they, they share some of the suppliers and customers, right? So the ask is pretty much the same. Like we want everyone to reduce emissions. So we are trying to sort of figure out how unified we can be in that messaging. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. While advanced digital technologies like artificial intelligence, drones, robotics, and machine-to-machine learning are a critical part of the electric utility industry's transition to a low-carbon future, speakers at a Reuters virtual conference this week also emphasized the important role that people, employees, and customers play as the industry evolves. Respondents to a survey from the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas said the price of crude oil is about twice as high as necessary to profitably drill a new well, though pressures beyond their control may be an impediment to major production gains. Executives from 138 oil and gas firms weighed in on questions from the Dallas Fed from March 9th through March 17th. Germany, Norway, and Denmark are among a number of European nations signing hydrogen deals and fast-tracking hydrogen investment in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Germany and Norway have officially announced plans to assess a hydrogen link between both countries as part of a wider cooperation on energy, climate policy, and industrial transformation. 
And HyperNo is non-oriented electrical steel that helps improve the efficiency of motors due to low power loss. South Korea's POSCO has announced that it will invest $800 million in HyperNo in the coming years. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News. 